Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's Friday, which means we draft. We're hitting up drafters. Overlay City. Going into the Drafters Best Ball Championship, we're going to be giving away some free stuff, a free ticket, free Spike Week Premium, and I don't know about most importantly, maybe most importantly, equally importantly, we're going to be talking about some of the skeleton keys to 2022 drafts, as you see on the thumbnail, maybe a little bit of rookie wide receiver love. Maybe that is how we can take down some of these tournaments. So hop in, I'll post the giveaway sheet in the chat here in just a second, and let's hop into a draft. going on jordan matt just here for dog stories it's probably the sharp play we've reached this point in the season you know people are just now starting to get into the fantasy football stuff if you've been around here <laughs> we've been talking about this stuff for a long time so we do tend to get into maybe some dog stories the other day we had a puzzle we talked about puzzles we talked about dogs um we've talked about uh many many a thing don't uh don't don't get in the middle of the the couple Twitter uh, beef, Phil. That's how you end up like uh, Levitan with uh, with Ashley getting dunked on 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 stream. Bradley, hello, welcome. Thank you, thank you for joining. I am going. So, a couple really quick housekeeping things, and then we will get into the draft. That seat. Uh, Tony's dog stole his socks, and that's what happens when you uh, show up to Spike Week shows. The dogs just inherently know that there's probably some dogs on the screen doing some crazy shit, and uh, they're going to get into some mischief as well. So a couple quick housekeeping things. Uh, Jordan, we are just going to be doing the $20 today, the $20 $1 million, 
uh, NFL best ball championship on drafters. That is also what we will be giving away the ticket to. So we'll get into the draft here in a minute. First, I am going to post this sheet. Um, I got to make sure that uh, anybody with a link can edit it really quick and uh, posting here in the chat. So we are going to do a $20 drafters best ball championship draft, as Eric says, $20. Um, don't fill it before I can get in there, which is probably what's about to happen. Okay, six of 12 for okay. Um, but super quick housekeeping. I just posted, if you're watching and you want to enter to win either the free ticket on drafters or let me make sure I'm uh, got things right here. Hold on a second. If you want to enter to win the ticket to the drafters best ball championship, $20 free ticket, put your name in that sheet. You'll also be eligible to win one month free of spike week premium, which is a $25, um, value, $25 value, right? It is our premium product, which costs $25 a month. If you've been, you know, thinking about getting the premium product, maybe you're just dry, uh, diving into drafts. Maybe you've seen some, some people posting stuff about it or whatever. This can be a good way for you to kind of test drive it for, for a month and see, and see what you think. Um, it looks like we are going to need six more in the $20. So while I am kind of going over a couple of these uh, housekeeping things, we can uh, get you guys to fill that fill that puppy up. So um, later on in the stream is when I will just plug the names into as we as we wind down the draft. I will plug everybody that has entered their name. Just put your name in. I'm not policing everybody. If you would please not enter multiple times, if you enter multiple times and I go back after the show and saw that you entered multiple times, I will give the, I will, I will not, I'll give it away to somebody else. Um, and then I, and then if you win, I will try to contact you. If you know, I follow you or I know who you are in discord or whatever. If I do not, please feel free to reach out to me, DM me in discord at me on Twitter, whatever. And we'll get you squared away with your, Stuff as we kind of go through this um, show, I do want to talk about as we approach, you know, the season. We have uh, minimal, you know, it, it feels like the season's still kind of far away because training camp just started. But really, you know, we're a month and a half away from the season starting, and it looks like uh, the tournament just filled. So let me share my screen. I am in there. I was just being sneaky. All right. As you can see, this is my 19th team, and I am, of course, drafting seventh. The last, the, the one place I never, ever want to draft seventh, but that's okay. We'll draft seventh. So, um, kind of some of the things we'll talk about here. We'll obviously talk through drafter strategy. We'll get you guys, we'll get the, the winners their, their tickets and their, and their free premium access. But I also want to talk a little bit about, you know, the season is coming close. And I think really, really like right now, we're seeing this crazy. It's just truly like I talked about this the other day on one of the shows. How insane the amount of news and every or getting out of training camp is right now. So much so that um, I think Rob mentioned it on Tuesday that you feel almost like you're like seeing every play of every practice. There's so many videos. There's so many tweets. There's so much news coming out about 
about training camp that it's just taking a little bit of news here and there to really start to swing things. And we're going to start to see massive, massive shifters. So we're at this last point in the offseason to be able to, in my opinion, get out ahead of some of these guys. And we saw uh, who is posting in in the chat. This is this is hilarious. Oh, gross. Tony's saying he wants a hot dog. Uh, and as you see on the thumbnail for the show, I really do believe that we're at the this point in time where like most of these rookie wide receivers values have like bottomed out. I just I just don't. A, I don't totally understand why they have kind of bottomed out here. I do think there was a little bit of natural course correction for like the Traylon Burks of the world, maybe Sky Moore. But now we've gone kind of the opposite direction. And when you're looking for these kind of mid-round league winners, I think something we talked about yesterday is the fact that you have to pay for upside. The problem with that is a lot of the best upside bets get priced up into that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round range or whatever. But so this year we've created this one particular cohort of player, the rookie wide receiver that we know inherently has immense upside. We have a couple in particular that are in incredible situations, mainly say a sky more in an awesome situation. And they're the ones getting kind of discounted, right? The say whatever you want about Russell Gage and Brandon Cooks and those kinds of guys are getting priced up when um, I am going to. I've been taking so much Travis Kelsey. We're, we're definitely going to we're going to get a little bit of Stefan Diggs here. At the 107, I do really like. Um, the drafters interface has really um, been growing on me for the for the drafts. And where's my overlay? God damn it. I think I need to refresh. There we go. Draft helper is ready. Draft helper is ready. So for anyone um, new, if you if you do have access to this to Spike Week Premium, you will get access via our browser extension. You will get access to the Spike Week Draft Helper here which is where you can see um, some of these uh, overlays. And there is a summary. I can post a link to kind of the, the summary showing your exposure. It'll show you bi-week issues. It'll show you the number of um, game stacks that you have here. Um, and then obviously you see my, you know, your, your kind of exposure percentages both across drafters overall as well as just within this this tournament, so I can see the like the number of game stacks that I have, the number of uh, different you know so correlations throughout the course of the entire season. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that you can see that's very very custom, obviously for uh, drafters since it's very it's a very different uh, um, format. Yeah, Hall Hall of Fame Hall of Fame game is like getting. <laughs> it's getting it's getting so close and we're 40 days bradley says we're 40 days until um opening thursday night so when you think about that like it's only 40 days we've come a lot further right we started drafting at the beginning of may in the main part of best ball season and now we're only 40 days away from the actual season being here so hey we only have 40 days to draft but there's only going to be like really not that many more um kind of buying opportunities. It's definitely going to be, I think, Debo for me here. 
I'm pretty excited about Debo. Debo and Diggs. Um, I love starting with something like that because, you know, so there's this old school um, line, right? Like about like you can't win. You can't really win your fantasy drafts in the first couple of rounds, which is not totally true. But just just play along with me for a minute. You can't totally like win your fantasy draft, right? But you can lose it. And that's kind of how I feel about Stefan Diggs and Debo Samuel. Like Stefan Diggs is not going to be the 101 next year. Debo's probably not going to really rise much from here, even if he's awesome again. Maybe he's a back end of the like his ceiling is a back end of the first round or something, something like that. I'm making things up, right? But I don't particularly see a way when you have that level of unless Stefan Diggs, I guess, falls off the map, right? Barring injury. I don't really see a way in which like, you know, Debo was the wide receiver 10 if you removed all of his rushing last year. So that's what people are worried about. What happens if he doesn't run? Well, then we get more catches <laughs> and more downfield stuff instead of uh, eight yard carries, you know? Um, so I love these kinds of guys. When you get beyond that top five, it's like I'm loving Diggs, um, a little bit of Kelsey, Debo, because these guys are the kind of guys to me that, you know, high. If you want to do high floor, however you would like to call them, they have lots of they have lots of upside. Stephon Diggs is the wide receiver one for the Bills. Debo Samuel was an absolute smash last year. They clearly have lots, and and they're both superstar players. They have lots of upside, but they're also like like, you know, Mark Andrews in the second round. Sorry to whoever just took him. I apologize for calling you out now. But like Mark, if the Ravens go back to only throwing it like four hundred times, and you took Mark Andrews in the second round, like. Wah, wah, you lost. It's over with your second round pick. So um, it's uh, interesting. Interesting that uh, uh, Tony finally didn't get Najee Harris sniped by the other one of the other Eric's on Najee. But just really quick back to kind of wrap up the initial point. I think there's not a lot of situations left that we can target right now. Like, we get to camp, right? What kind of players are naturally going to get steamed during camp and preseason? It's not... Whatever. I'm going to come up with it. Rashard Higgins is not... Like, no one gives a shit if he catches some some passes, right? I saw some Richie James uh, uh, (laughs) clips the other day. No one cares about that. But when Sky Moore is getting talked up by Mahomes and has highlights posted every day and beat reporters are gushing about him and he's running with the ones, those are the guys that get steamed up like crazy. And with good reason, they are the types of players that can be the true league winners. And then when you get to drafters, you need that. There's there's not a lot of guys in those ranges that can just absolutely win you a league. And here's another uh, guy I am absolutely smashing. All I love Kyle Pitts. On, Absolutely every single format, but really love him um, also here on drafters. <laughs> this is true. That would be impressive if the Ravens throw it 400 times and Andrews gets 70% of those. Um, it's a tough, it's going to be a tough scene for um, the Bateman drafters, or even more so, it's going to be a really tough scene for the people taking Duvernay if uh, Andrews is getting 70% of uh, all that. This this definitely true. David says it's the rookies or the new additions. Barnwell and Mays had huge steam for Allen Robinson on the Athletic Football Show this week. Yeah, 
Arab is Arab's kind of already in a spot where it's going to be hard for him to rise much. You know, maybe a, maybe from the fifth to the fourth round or whatever could be um, could definitely happen, especially because kind of in that fourth round is weird. Um, right. Like we're seeing. So like Waddle goes off. If we look in this fourth round, it's you you've, you're going to get into the dead zone of the backs. Right. You're going to get into the Zeke's. And I, I don't I'm not sliding any of these guys. You're getting into the Zeke's, the Akers, the Montgomery's. Right, even Brees, whatever you're getting into that range of of running back, and then at wide receiver, you know, in the fourth you're getting into McLaren, Deontay, Gabe, Juju. I guess A Rob's pretty close to the fourth already here on drafters, um, Cooks. But you're getting into that range where it's like, yeah, there's room for those guys to move a little bit. But I don't really see A Rob getting up into the, you know, middle of the third or anything like that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> technically, technically that math checks out. David Andrews can get 70% and DuVernay get 25%. That is definitely uh, true. Um, M. Sean says the Bills don't like to overwork their players in the regular season. Diggs will have a good season, but I don't think he has league winning ceiling. Um, two, uh, two points on that is one, um, he has kind of displayed a league like quote unquote i don't know what you call a league winning ceiling i mean can he have cooper cup cooper cup had like a truly like legendary year last year so you know if we're just saying can he like be the wide receiver two behind a guy who scored 10 million fantasy points i absolutely think stefan Diggs um can do that and i'm not really following the don't like to overwork their players um in the regular season i think they play them you know they're trying to win they play the guys um about as much as you need to um to win Here's a funny pairing. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get me some Hollywood Brown here in the fourth. Um, I have so much of the Hollywood and Pitts in uh, in other and uh, you know when there's week 17 involved. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of funny. But I, I really like both of them in a vacuum, and I like them here on drafters. So obviously, thinking through the drafters thing though, um, it's gonna be. I like I like to start like this, you know, a zero RB esque start, but make sure b- making sure I'm a lot more cognizant. Like I'm really flexible with how I approach a zero RB team on DraftKings or or underdog, but obviously you need to be more cognizant of what you're getting at running back out of the gate on drafters. And so I actually really enjoy building these teams, and I think last year I was pretty shitty at it. <laughs> um, I-, I didn't. I didn't adjust my approach enough. I do think you can win on drafters with a zero RB team. It's just probably going to look a little different than um, an underdog or DraftKings. I also think the closer you get to the regular season, the less kind of viable it is because part of the perk of a zero RB team at this point, at the beginning of camp or whatever, is you just you run good from uncertainty, <clears throat> right? you've drafted Kenneth Gainwell and the reports like that we got today that he's running with the ones you just benefit from that. You know, you drafted the ambiguous backfield. You got a running back one in the 14th round or whatever, or obviously you get the cam Akers or JK Dobbins, Gus Edwards, uh, Travis Etienne situation of last year. And you just get a little lucky, you know, injury or whatever. So um, I do still think it can work, but, you you you'd have a a, a fairly tight uh, um, you know needle to thread on uh, on drafters maybe as opposed to some of the uh, other site. Um, 
they want to spread the ball around a lot. And now they have other options. His first year, they were heavily relying upon him. Um, I'm not really totally sure that that's true. They had Cole, Cole Beasley had a million targets. Uh, Dawson Knox emerged and they had John Brown um, and Gabe as a rookie. So I think it's about the same um, as it has, uh, as it has ever been in Buffalo. Um, let's see. David says, I could see Robinson flipping Waddle in Hollywood. Let me think about that. I think that makes sense. Let's see what we got here. See, I don't really want to do it. What I will do it is go ahead, since I'm going to have this zero RB team, let's lock up the elite quarterback and the elite tight end and have the elite quarterback stacked. And then uh, we can start to figure out how we're going to. Uh, yeah, they changed the OC, but Ken Dorsey was there already. Um, and I think there was something Alan was talking about that it's all, it's basically all the same, just a new guy, same, same plan. I don't think uh, Ken Dorsey is going to take Stefan Diggs off. The other thing about Diggs and Gabe is who, if they're not playing, who is? They got three slot receivers with uh, McKenzie, Crowder, and Shakir. They don't have. They don't have. They don't have other outside wide receivers. Has there been any camp news about Acres and Henderson? Haven't seen much. Rand stuff hit my feet. I haven't seen anything. I, I saw just a. Uh, oh, hey, Daryl Henderson's out here. Um, at practice tweet or something, but I, I haven't um, seen it's very hard to keep up honestly uh, this year. <clears throat> Cause like I said, th- it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy uh, right now. Um, looks like we got a, a decent amount of, I'm going to share for anyone that joined recently, uh, just, just occasionally I'm going to share and mention this. I just posted the Google doc in the chat so you can enter to win the free ticket to this tournament, the Drafters $20 Best Ball Championship that we're drafting here, or to win a month of, of Spike Week Premium. This is an interesting spot. I'm very curious about who is picking oh, Paul, of course. I fear Paul is going to uh, scoop my guy here, but... Uh, okay, he doesn't. So I am going to take J.K. Dobbins, and I really like how this is kind of falling together for a quote unquote zero RB team. I obviously am well aware that JK Dobbins is uh, coming back from an injury, you know, and we don't know 100% of what his timeline is, but I like to take that shot right now and say, okay, six, six round, six round JK, you know, 66th overall JK Dobbins. Um, if things fall into place for him as your first running back in a zero RB team, when you have, you know, Kyler and Pitts as your kind of anchors on the elites, you have Stefan Diggs, Debo Samuel and Marquise Brown. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. It feels like one of those uh, akin to the rookie wide receivers situations where like, all it's going to take is him like, you know, <laughs> coming back and saying, I'm good. I mean, he already came out to what? Who was it? There was reporters 
who was it talking about Dobbins saying uh, that he wasn't going to be healthy or whatever? He was having issues coming back. And then Dobbins specifically quote tweeted that guy on Twitter saying like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, if you want to talk to somebody, you can come talk to me and uh, I'll let you know, like, I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling great. So I, I, I still feel pretty good about JK about the rap sheet. Thank you. Thank you guys. Rap sheet, rap sheet. That was so funny. Um, there was something else I missed. Yeah, shout out, shout out to uh, drafters for the dark mode. It looks really good. Um, Eric also says it's hard not to overreact to camp news. I'm trying to mostly tune it out. I'm pretty much doing the same thing. Obviously, monitoring is definitely is definitely always rap sheet. Literally every every time. <laughs> uh, it is always rap sheet. Uh, running into those issues, but so the, I, I'm also trying not to overreact to um camp news that's why i'm actually not following it maybe as closely as i have in the past i'm of course following it but i'm trying not to uh because there's just so much out there i'm mostly just trying to see the the real news about like pecking order and stuff like that um i'm not watching the highlights even like mahomes is you know talking up sky i'm not gonna worry about that too much i have my i already kind of it doesn't change. Most of these things don't, shouldn't change. Your process was probably not great. If Patrick Mahomes saying something positive about sky more or uh, a, a clip of somebody catching a touchdown in camp is changing your like rankings or where you want to, you want to pick players. Right. Um, ooh, I now see now I hate this spot. I don't mind Tony. Oh God. This is awful. We're going to take Kadarius Tony, another not obviously not a rookie, but second year type of guy where I want to buy like I want to buy that Kadarius Tony absolutely has almost really only room to rise in ADP here. He also is just an upside bet, you know, and those are the kinds of guys I want to draft like. No offense to whatever, definitely not DeAndre Hopkins here, but I guess some people will say Alan Lazard has upside, you know, frankly, honestly, Antonio Gibson, I'm not, I don't, I don't really buy that he does. We've talked about him a good bit already over the weeks. Um, trying to find some other example, you know, Tyler Lockett. I, I don't see it. I don't, I, I don't see how Tyler Lockett is helping me, you know, take me to the top of this 50. I got to beat 55,000 other people. Right. And that's assuming it fills, you know, hopefully less with overlay for us. But um, those are the kinds of guys that I want to target. Right. And, you know, you in a zero RB team like this, I'll, I'll mix in some maybe a little smidge more boring guys at the running back position if I need to. But I'm generally just trying to get upside, 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 upside wins. Um, thoughts on Dalton Schultz at that ADP before Hawkinson. Yeah, I'm I'm not drafting Dalton Schultz. I don't particularly love Hawkinson either. Um, I think I think Schultz is the kind of typical tight end who he's a fine player and he definitely projects for some volume right with who Dallas has coming back. But it's a situation where we are 
just like thrusting. I love that Miles is falling here, so I think I might we might have to take Miles Sanders. Who took MBS? Well, this sucks. I really wanted to. Uh... I'll take Miles. I, I still feel like he's he might fall a little bit here, but it's this kind of dead zone of the draft where I just don't really want any of these other guys. Um, I considered, you know, Trey Burks, obviously, to fit the rook. That that was pretty much what I was deciding between was Miles or um, Trey Burks. The the one thing about uh, Schultz is that we're we're thrusting because Amari is gone, which is really all. And and you know Gallup's hurt. We're thrust. We like we just don't know where it's going to go, and so it goes to the established players. Right? Oh, we saw Schultz be pretty good last year, so we're sent up. Oh, he's got to just do it again, right? There's nobody else. And he's a fine player. He's not a superstar tight end. And the problems start to come in those in those exact kind of situations where you're forcing because it's really just we don't know what to do with Dallas in the passing game, right? So we just say, ah, CD's really good, I think. So put him at the beginning of the second round. And then Schultz is like, I don't know. I don't really love Hawkinson and, and Goddard because they have target competition. And Schultz doesn't, so I'm just going to put him ahead of, of these guys. And like you just, that's how you get all these tight ends that bust all the time. And I'm not saying Dalton Schultz will bust, but to me, he's very much a small win, big loss type of a player. And I, those are just not the kind of guys I want to draft um, where he goes. Not that, like I said, it's not that he's going to have a bad season. I think he's probably going to have a good season. But from a fantasy angle, we're paying a premium just because there's projectable volume onto him and there's dudes just as good as him, maybe better in situations later that just maybe don't have quite as much projectable volume. So we're taking, we're taking that guy at like a serious premium, like, like a really, really big premium, you know? So that's kind of how, that's kind of how I feel about, uh, about him. Um, yeah, I'm, Sanders is an interesting one who I obviously took there. Um, got good, quote-unquote, ADP value. But I think, you know, if we get more reports that this is, um, you know, that other guys are mixing in with the starters and stuff like that, I think he can fall a little bit um, more. You know, he went, he rose way up, and then now I think he'll settle back in. Um, yeah, you know, it'll be more of like a Damian Harris or Mondre type of situation, which is another one I guess we'll probably have to talk about at some point here. Um Ooh, James Cook. Um, I think we're going to take James Cook here for sure. Give me another running back, catches passes on an elite offense. That's kind of a like you notice. Now, Dobbins isn't like a, a, a pass catcher, and I know Miles My- has just been an average pass catcher. But just in general, one thing I do like to do is like when in doubt, like no offense Rashad Penny, but like I'm going to like, give me the dude on the bills. Look what happened with Devin Singletary last year. If you just run hot and that guy's the one that's out there getting the football. I mean, look at the Eagles, whoever was out there produced Miles Sanders averaged almost six yards per carry. He didn't score any touchdowns, but miles, miles Sanders averaged almost six yards per carry. Gainwell 
scored a shitload of touchdowns. Boston Scott was good for fantasy. Jordan Howard was scoring touchdowns, right? Just being on that offense, these guys are producing. And then obviously the Ravens. I mean, everybody is efficient running the ball for the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins definitely will be. So just kind of putting your hand, put like putting your, um, you know, putting your faith in these good offenses. Just like take my money, and you guys just continue to be good and like just kind of let it play out in your favor. Like everybody wants to be the smartest guy in the room and say, no, it's this guy versus that guy. Damian Harris versus Ramondre. Miles Sanders versus Kenneth Gainwell. James Cook versus Devin Singletary. And like, I'm sure we all have our thoughts on how that stuff's going to play out. But at the end of the day, Chase Edmonds versus James Conner last year. I don't know. Edmonds got hurt. Conner smashed. Um, Damian Harris versus Ramondre this year. I don't know. I think I like Ramondre better, but I'm not going to pretend that I really truly know. And even if you know, right, you nail week one. Like I told you, I told you it was Ramondre season. Like if Ramondre gets hurt or, or screws up, like the content, like look at the, like, the, the, I've been writing about contingencies all day. So that's going to be what's coming to my mind is like the contingent value of all these guys still exists. If you didn't get the perfect ADP value for where he started week one, it's going to be okay. But I'm putting my hands, I'm just, I'm just handing over my money to the good offenses, just being like, let's let this puppy play or the good players, you know? So I do think Rashad Penny is good. I'm just personally kind of trying to avoid the Seahawks uh, a, a little bit here. It's going to be funny when uh, this next these, these next couple of picks come up because I'm going to continue down this exact same path. So Cousins goes, and now I'm going to take Melvin Gordon. And it's like, you guys know me. You guys know very well that I love Javante, and I prefer Javante. But I'm also very much in on the Broncos. And when I started <laughs> with uh, my first running back not till the sixth round, I need these guys to have a little bit more early season role and – the contingent value upside um, of the Melvins and the Cooks and the Sanders on the elite offenses. So I kind of get to have my cake and eat it too, right? And I need to prioritize that. You know, I, you probably need to prioritize it in general on a zero RB team, but on drafters, I really want to, uh, I really want to prioritize it because I just know that the, there will be a role, like a role um, at any point in the season, as long as Melvin Gordon is uh is healthy i mean this is what this is the one i wanted to do um while we're waiting as you see going across the bottom of your screen if you're not signed up for drafters um obviously i'm giving away a free ticket to this to this tournament here today but um as you see we support drafters with all of our premium products so you get rankings both overall and positional tiered rankings for drafters you get playbooks the, the playbook for this tournament is already out there there's going to be playbooks if they launch any other tournaments in season tournaments everything will be supported for drafters obviously the overlay and draft iq for drafters is supported and then um if you use if you use the promo code spike or the link that's in the description you can get a free ticket to this and all you're going to do it, it's actually like a pretty sweet deal <laughs> like just deposit ten dollars it's kind of one of my favorites you know all you got to do is spend $10 and you try out this million dollar tournament. Um, I like what they're, I, I like what they did with that as opposed to, you know, strict deposit matching up to a certain amount. It's like, dude, all I got to do is spend 10 bucks and I get a free 20. That sounds, 
That sounds pretty good. And you know, honestly, if if, if the site isn't your absolute favorite, I do I I have really grown to like it a lot more. But if it's not for you, it's not for you. You spent ten bucks. You know what I mean? We get to take advantage of uh, uh, what these sites are offering us. Oof. So don't. Not a crazy big fan of the running backs right there. Ha! Huh, that's really funny. That Crowder is. Um, We're going to highlight a couple of uh, – I'm going to take Dotson here. Um, I've been taking a little bit more Jahan Dotson. He fits the theme of this with, um, obviously, the rookies. But Dotson's a really interesting one where, similar to the other guy, maybe even more so than the other guys, right? So we see – if we look at the board here, you see – I mean, even, even Christian Watson is still going here. Um, I'm trying to look. Garrett Wilson, you know, at the 104 now. This draft is definitely a lot. Josh took Sky with the, just within the top 100. Traylon, 91. Olave, right? So this draft is a little bit, you know, more hip to the rookie thing. Maybe that's kind of what happens when you put rookie wide receivers <laughs> on the thumbnail. Everybody, and you talk about it. Everybody, uh, everybody uh, shows up and picks the, uh, the the rookie wide receivers. But Dotson is the one that got the first round draft capital has all the opportunity in the world. It's just that we, I say we, not necessarily me or not necessarily you, but we as a collective fantasy football community said, ah, eh, he's not that good of a prospect. And we were surprised when he got picked there, right? It's the Kadarius Tony of last year, except Dotson was probably a better prospect than Tony. It's the Kadarius Tony of last year. And now look what we're drafting Tony. Cause we were like, Oh shit, we were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. This dude can play a little bit and he has the opportunity. And so now we're going to double, we're going to double right on back, double dip this with another uh, rookie wide receiver who is the way I really prefer to play the Dallas thing. Um, going back to the Dalton Schultz situation, Jalen Tolbert is like the perfect fantasy pick here in uh, what, what is that? The 12th round in the 12th round in the one forties. Um, you get a ta- a pretty talented prospect with, reasonably strong draft capital dropped into a situation where they lost Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup is not going to be ready to start the year. His competition to play in only two wide sets is James Washington, who spoiler alert stinks and has stunk his entire career. So he has every path to get on the field as a rookie has the clear and obvious upside of a rookie and a pretty good prospect who's now playing with Dak Prescott and playing every snap and is in a situation where we love CeeDee Lamb. And I do think Dalton Schultz is a fine player and we know they're going to run a little bit, but CeeDee hasn't, CeeDee ain't Devontae Adams or he has, if he is, he hasn't proven it yet. He didn't earn, he didn't earn those level of targets last year and neither did Dalton Schultz. So his, his competition to be the, you know, I'm not calling, I'm not saying he's going to be Justin Jefferson. That's not absolute, absolutely not at all what I'm saying, but to be that level this year's guy like that, I like to kind of bet on these guys, the Dotsons, the Tolberts will get to the Wandales of the world, right? Get to those guys. And like the ones that the market, those guys have Wandale starting for the giants. Jalen Tolbert's probably at least starting in three wide sets, maybe two wide sets for the Cowboys. Dotson is starting for Washington. But the market has decided don't don't love those don't love those guys, but love these other ones. Just because we 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 did the I know better. 
we're, we're doing the I know better thing about the prospect, right? Um, <laughs> Tolbert sucks. Believe me, I know below average wide receiver play. Signed, uh, Gabe Gabe Davis. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Carson Wentz sucks, but like guys guys put up fantasy points with Carson Wentz every year and bad and other bad quarterbacks. Right. I mean, uh, people are drafting Brandon cooks early. People are drafting all kinds of different guys. Look at this worked out. I think I'm going to get me another Daniel Jones, another little Daniel Jones, right at ADP. Maybe let me, hold on. I got it. Oh, sh- Nope. I can't do it. As you see here, uh, I got to unclick him and, uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, we're going to go to Corey Davis. I don't like Corey Davis, but if you saw, you see the, this is a a little bit thrown off here. Obviously these are not aligned, but you see, this is the bye week. If you can see me highlighting on your screen here, Daniel Jones, uh, Week nine by which is it? Is that is that Kyler's by? Or I just have bye week issues on week nine, I guess. Yeah, I have bye week issues on, on week nine, as you see. <laughs> Melvin, Melvin, Debo, Tony, Tolbert, Jones. And so it's trying to just let you know hey, you have maybe some bye week issues um, going on with this pick. Which I may still take, and we'll see what we do here. If he comes back around, I don't mind it. Um, doo, doo, doo. I don't hate Corey Davis. He's an interesting, uh, um, a little bit more of the of a contingent bet, you know what I mean, than straight raw projection. But it's kind of funny that Corey Davis got steamed like a mother last year. And now, you know, Garrett Wilson is there, obviously. But like Jamison Crowder was there last year. And 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 Braxton Berrios was there to earn targets, and um, now we've just killed Corey Davis. We just actually killed Corey Davis. Yeah, Johnny says uh, I like that pick. I have a good amount of Dotson for now. I'm happy with having a lot of Romeo, which it's not, it's it's not Dubs, by the way. For those uh, he let us know that was that was some news. Um, so now I am going to take Daniel Jones. I was, uh, it, uh, it had me frightened when I saw the, uh, uh, bye week right away, but, um, I do like that. It alerts it, uh, uh, it alerts me. This is only the second time I've actually, I think used the, our, our drafters overlay. So I'm very used to, uh, the other sites overlays, uh, uh, still honing my skills with, uh, with the overlay, but you can see some of the exposure percentages. Um, you see these game stacks. Right. So like eight different eight different stacks with with Rams players is pretty sweet. I guess that happens when you have uh, what we have Kyler and Debo. Yeah. Kyler and Debo. Um, the red player obviously is not us. That is this is drafters saying he's hurt. But the green being a player that correlates with someone on my team. Right. Whoops. So I have Corey Davis. So Zach Wilson correlates um, with him. So we're sitting at a little two quarterback, four running back, 
six wide receiver, seven wide receiver, one tight end. So definitely going to have to get some more running back firepower on here. And uh, feeling pretty good about this team, honestly. Let's see here. It does have me cognizant of the buys now, which is so funny because, again, if you guys know me at all, I could not be further from a um, bye week bro. Like it's literally not possible to be further from a bye week bro on the other sites. Like I legitimately don't look at it and don't care about it. Like really not even for the quarterback and tight end position. Definitely not for tight end, but um, really not even for quarterback um, much. That's why it shook me because I have uh, Daniel Jones is a guy who I take a fair bit. And um, I've run into it with uh, Russ and Trey Lance have week nine buys. And uh, it happens to me when I if I uh, end up taking Russ and Trey Lance on the same team. Um, the the week nine thing had me shook because I have memories of that. But I do think it's an important element of drafters. Is not like over over emphasizing the bye week thing, but having the amount of players available every single week to give yourself the maximum amount of outs to accrue big scores is like kind of valuable. You know what I mean? Um, hold on. My search. I want to see if if uh, got to get my got got to go get your guy. Got to go get your guy. Get my Isaiah McKenzie exposure up. Let me see here with some of the comments. Michael asks, "What do you think about grinding sit and goes on drafters and underdog?" <clears throat> To be totally fair, it's not for me. I think, I think there's a reason to believe it can be, uh, you know, successful from an ROI perspective. But just for me, I think the best way to make it successful from an ROI perspective is to actually do the drafts. I don't think we have a good enough um, auto drafting mechanism, and I don't really just want to put my rankings up against other people's what are assured to be good rankings. So I don't really think. It's necessarily worth it for me. And then from a just from a time perspective for me personally, if you got the time, I do think um, you can really you could really get some strong ROI from a lot of the sit and goes, um, particularly on drafters, I would say. Danica says Packers are really impressed with Dobbs and who knows what happens to, to Watson. Yeah, definitely. I, I have I have uh, uh, oh, the bots are here. I have uh, some still like reasonably small concerns with Dobbs just because he's a, we're talking about a, a fourth round rookie with Aaron Rodgers. I really like his talent. Um, I'm in, I'm honestly in on his, uh, on his talent. Damn it. Paul, did Paul take, I really wanted McKinnon. So now I got to think if I want McKissick and now we're just, as you can see, McKissick does correlate with Dotson, which I guess is, uh, I guess it's technically something. Um, I guess I'm going to take him. That's gross. JD McKissick. It is. Let us pray. Let us pray for some Carson Wentz checkdowns, which have basically never happened in the history of Carson Wentz. But um, this is what happens when you, uh, when you draft a zero RB team on this. Um, I am not personally a fan of slow drafts and, um, 
that's just, that's also just a personal preference. So I don't see any issue with it. The only thing is that I have like, from a time perspective, it's not even just like sitting down and doing the, the drafts, even with the slow draft stuff. Um, it's a fairly big time commitment to do however many drafts you want to do. If, if you're saying you want to substitute your tournament, you want to put in these sit and goes in place of your tournaments. I think that's totally fine. I'm, I'm not doing this to grind out a, a small um, profit. I'm totally fine losing, you know, every cent that I put into play here. And so um, I'm playing for the big, the big, the big prizes, but I do definitely understand, uh, you know, if you want to, if you, I think you can grind out an edge a hundred percent in, in those. And it is probably in slow draft. I think, I think that best edge is probably actually in fast drafts, but I just don't know that anybody, if you're trying to play a bunch of tournaments, has the time to uh, also grind out hundreds of uh, sit and goes. Um, for the sit and goes, how much of an edge do you think you have? Can you beat the rake and also justify locking up your money for six months? Yeah, I mean that's part of the that's part of the issue with best ball in general is can you beat the rake and um, uh, justify locking up your money for that long a time? I think the locking up your money thing is a little bit silly. Um, uh, that people will like to use that argument against best ball. Like nobody's putting in so much money that they can't afford to lose, you know, all the typical responsible gambling things, whatever. Um, and nobody's putting in that much money. People play more in one day of a DFS slate and lose. So it's not that big of a deal. And B, um, it's fun. And, and, but to, back to the kind of original point is with the tournaments, there is a there is an element of of a true seal, like real upside. You know what I mean? That you can uh, that you can realize. Um, will you realize it? I don't know. But uh, all right. Now, now we start taking my favorite upside bets. There was no way I was getting out of this draft without Dearness Johnson on a zero running back team. As you guys know me well enough to know. That was uh, probably a lock. One of my highest owned players across all sites, all all tournaments, all everything, is Dearness Johnson. And I, but I also think, you know, he doesn't fit every team. But this team needing needing some some good luck, right? Th- this team needs the old Dearness Johnson trade. Let's let's trade Dearness to the Saints and go ahead and uh, suspend Alvin Kamara. This that's what this team needs. <laughs> this team needs something like that to happen. Um, yeah, McKissick is for Sam Howell. That's what we need. That's a good call. Um, let's see. Oh, I just wanted to go back to, to Danica's. Yeah, there's definitely getting uh, to the camp reports, kind of a, a combination of w- where we're at right now, what we were talking about earlier with rookie wide receiver, potential opportunity, you know, fourth round pick, like late fourth. <laughs> He's at the four or five turn of the uh, NFL draft. Like, yeah, you know, raw rookie doesn't really run block. There's a lot of issues uh, with Dobbs, but like, there's nothing to stop him from, from at least like rotating in and being, and then being a real player later on in the season. I personally have some like maybe irrational concerns just because of Aaron. (laughs) We've seen this with Aaron Rodgers so many times. Um, that the better player or the player we perceive to be better, or even just the younger player doesn't even get a shot. <laughs> um, but uh, 
We'll see. Um, let's see here. So I have should have had the roster up. We're up to six running backs. I need to. I would like to get another one, but I do need a tight end. No, no tight ends here are particularly interesting. Um, running out of time, so I am going to go ahead and take Eno. We're going to load up a little bit on the uh, the Cardinals bet here, um, and just you know, let's get a James Conner injury and uh, not not rooting for injury. I should have said that differently. Cut that. Um, the person who is not a producer behind the scenes, me, I'll have to cut that. Um, if something happens to James Conner or like we're assuming a lot about James Conner and I have taken some because I do think the upside is pretty crazy, but we're assuming a lot about James Conner and like, what if it's, they, they want it to be like a split just like last year, and they use Eno or Daryl or Keontae or whatever, or Jonathan Ward, right? What if they're like, we can't afford, like James Conner's going to get hurt. They're smart too. Like sometimes we treat the NFL teams like, like some of them are, are make some questionable decisions, but we treat them like they're like so incompetent. They, it's like they can't read or something like that. It's like, you don't think the Cardinals know that James Conner's a little bit older a little bit injury prone, got banged up last year when he was getting all of that work. They know, they know that too. And so we just assume we're like, nope, it's James Conner's backfield. When he's healthy, he's getting all the snaps and nobody else can do anything. It's like, well, they probably know that James Conner can't afford, like they can't afford James Conner to play every single snap. So why well, can't Eno play 30 or 35% of snaps or Daryl or whatever? You know what I mean? I don't see why those kinds of uh, like we put a lot of assumptions into basically these NFL teams and usually just based off of what happened last year. Right. I was, I was, I tweeted about Austin Eckler and like, I love Austin Eckler as a player. The chargers are amazing, but like generally people's like, why are we taking Austin Eckler one Oh six? It's six. It's like, well, he was good last year and he's on the chargers. It's like what people will say. It's like Austin Eckler actually told us he does. He doesn't want to handle that much work he got last year. He scored twenty touchdowns and still, he didn't even score nineteen half point PPR points per game despite scoring twenty touchdowns. And then they signed or they drafted Isaiah Spiller, and it's like, it's kind of bizarre that. Uh, uh, let me look and see if there's any of my my wide receivers here late no not particularly so we're gonna wait and i'm i'm gonna try to scoop up my guy we gotta correlate the uh, i really hope i didn't uh double buy okay good really good lol eno's the rb4 on that team trey sermon sucks he says uh could be could be. He wasn't he wasn't uh he wasn't a couple weeks ago. So we'll find out. Um I get the Roger stuff, but has anyone went back and looked if any young wide receivers were actually ready to play with Roger? I mean I, I there's no way to, how do we know if we were ready to if they were ready to play? Like I don't know. I I have no idea. 
they're like it's it's an it's an it's a chicken or the egg problem right it's it's the exact same thing as when people when when people talk about patrick mahomes right patrick mahomes sat the whole year and uh, oh it's playtime. hey hey not right now people talk about it with patrick mahomes like oh well he's he's he, he turned out better because he he turned out better because he uh sat for the year well, did he turn out better because he sat for the year, or did the Chiefs make the mistake of sitting the better quarterback, the best quarterback in the NFL, because they felt they needed to sit him, right? And that, that's the it's the Packers thing. It's the chicken or the egg. Was was you know it is Dobbs going to be ready to play, or is he not? You know, not ready. And then they just you know we don't we don't know basically is what is long long story short we have no we don't have the slightest idea. Um, let me see if I, I hate these wide receivers and we're winding down the clock. Oh, you know what? I'm going to, I am going to take, uh, to, uh, troll the people who earlier who said Andrews was going to get 70%. I'm trying to get me a little bit of James Prochet. He's another, no, he's not super young. Um, third year wide receiver, I believe, but he is uh, trying to. He is uh, getting some the early reports as this this the wide receiver too for the Ravens, and I think um, he was pretty fun in college at SMU, and I think like they love this dude. I think there's a reason why they were happy getting rid getting rid of Hollywood, and they didn't bring any. You know, they ha- they haven't. Maybe they still will. But they didn't care to bring in Julio. They haven't brought Fuller in. They haven't brought Odell in. They didn't bring in, bring back Sammy Watkins or whatever. You know, they didn't do any of that. And um, he's just one of those guys I want to mix in a little bit more. Um, late. <laughs> oh, we got inside information. Good friend in the building in Green Bay, and he says keep your Dobbs uh, exposure up. That's funny. Um, yeah, could be. Um, Let's see. Also, Johnny says uh, we're on the same page. All had Dearness. Thirty of his first forty-five teams all had Dearness on it. Most of the time, got him last round. Definitely need him. Definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to avoid the victory lapping and such uh, of of news. I'm trying to, like we talked about earlier, avoid a lot of the news in general. But um, I won't be able to resist if Dearness ends up somewhere, and I also won't be able to resist tilting my face off if he ends up somewhere bad. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Not all touches are created equal. I don't know that less valuable touches going to a second back is the end of the world if it keeps the main dog healthy and fresh. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, you do just want to be out there for some of the other touches, check downs um, and stuff. But yeah, if you're just giving away some two-yard carries in between the tackles, I don't care at all. That's why Eckler, Eckler only gets like 60% of the touches. That's the other funny thing about him is um, – it's my favorite. I've been holding on to this one, and I'll probably say it again on a different show next week. But everybody, we can't, we can't draft Javante Williams in the third round. He projects for like 55% of the touches. Melvin's going to get 45. It's like, well, Austin Eckler only projects for 60% of the touches. He only got 68% last year, and that was with <laughs> the, the, they didn't have Isaiah Spiller. Like, your sixth overall pick that you think is 
the best sixth overall pick only projects for 60% of the touches and he could lose goal line work too. But Javante, don't you dare. Can't you 60% of the, no, can't have it. Can't spend a third round pick, but 106, 106. Um, thank you, Tony. This one is definitely going to be true. The right Kansas city running back. Good luck. Absolutely good luck. Who the hell knows? I wish I knew. We all pretend to know, but I don't know. I, I draft them all. I don't draft much, obviously. Um, CEH, as I'm sure you guys probably could have guessed, I don't draft a ton of CEH, but um, I do take McKinnon, and I, I obviously take the most of Rojo because I think he's kind of the most benef- no, most potential upside guy. But... Uh, that's definitely going to be a crucial one. Let's let's uh, one final last call. I'll review this team, and uh, I'm going to post one last time Google Doc. If you would like to enter to win a free ticket to this tournament, the Drafters twenty dollars Best Ball Championship, um, which I will be giving away to one of the winners. Enter your name in that Google Doc. We'll also be giving away. So we're going to spin a wheel twice once to get a free ticket for drafters the other one the other person will get a free month of spike week premium um so last call on that i do need to pull up the wheel the wheel of names and get that ready um really quick to review the team we started with a zero running back drafters team which is not what people like to see the people don't love the people don't love uh Zero running back on drafters. But I feel like it was it's a little bit different when you're able to get uh, J.K. Dobbins in the sixth round, 66 overall, as your, your first pick in a zero running back team. We started with Stefan Diggs and Debo Samuel. We came back and hit Kyle Pitts, basically my favorite tight end, to draft any site, any format. Love him here. Uh, then looped back around, buying the dip on Hollywood Brown with this injury that is tanking his ADP for absolutely no reason, stacked him up with Kyler Murray to get me, you know, if I'm going to zero RB it, I really like to have the elite quarterback and the elite tight end really allows you like a ton of flexibility and you still have some superstar wide receivers. And then we just crushed those six to to 12th round running backs, right? JK Dobbins, Miles Sanders, James Cook, Melvin Gordon, just timeshare backs on elite offenses, right? And just hoping um, I talked about this earlier, uh, if you're just joining or have just recently joined, talked about this earlier, just like rolling the dice on the guys on the elite offenses and not really worrying so much about you predicting who it's going to be, right? I don't know if it's Miles Sanders or Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott. I don't know if it's going to end up being Melvin Gordon or Javante. Obviously, I project a split, right? But at the you know at the end of the year, who is it going to be? I don't really know. I'm just going to kind of let the fantasy gods play that out in my favor on the elite offenses. Mixed in, J.D. McKissick, uh, as a pass catcher, kind of in a weird pocket of the draft there. Uh, got some good value, though, on him. Uh, ADP 165, got him at pick 186. Rounded out the running backs with my my favorite upside shot, Dearness, and then Eno um, to kind of add on to the Cardinals and give another kind of upside uh, handcuff-esque type running back. Closed out wide receiver with uh, a lot of the, the young upside guys to go along with the theme of mostly rookies, but I think some of these other guys fit into it as well with 
mainly Kadarius Tony and then James Prochet at the end. But you see Jahan Dotson and Jalen Tolbert as kind of two rookies who I think are really undervalued. And you lump all of them in with what you have seen here. Everything like that you guys have discussed, whether you like Romeo Dobbs, you like Sky Moore, Traylon Burks, right? Maybe you do like Christian Watson, whatever. There's this entire collective Wandale Robinson is one of my favorites. There's this huge group of these rookie wide receivers that I think are not only the, like maybe the best picks in these fantasy drafts period because of the upside that they provide at their cost, but also the very clear and obvious guys to rise like, and rise really fast. Now the training camp is here. So we mixed those guys in, got my little, uh, uh, my little buddy, Isaiah McKenzie, of course, then uh, uh, mixed in there, closed it out. We closed out the old uh, Giants, Giants stack. Daniel Jones had him with Kadarius Tony and Daniel Bellinger. <clears throat> My the starting tight end for the New York Football Giants. Um, all right, let's let me get these names in here. You guys are funny. We'll see if it's going to load in there. Do do. says, hi. Oh, there it goes. Okay, it's loaded. Let me share my screen. Got a good number of uh, people entered here. All right. First, the first giveaway, first thing that we're going to uh, give away. I really hate these. This is a good ad because it was a dog ad, but I hate the ads. Um. I love that some of you guys put your your uh, handles and such on here. Like I love that Eric put his never draft RBs hand on here. First thing we're going to give away, the $20 ticket to the drafters NFL best ball championship. Let's spin the wheel and see what happens. Um, Sean definitely loves Eno for sure. And Antonio W. Antonio W. Um, DM me on Discord, Twitter, Whatever, if you're if you're here in the chat, congratulations, um, and I will get you all squared away with uh, shit. I should have removed your name. Uh, I'll get you all squared away with that free ticket on Drafters. And now this will be for the Spike Week, the free month of Spike Week Premium, which I will get you set up ASAP um, with you know account and everything, and one free month. If you have an account already, Scott Brown. If you have an account already, I'll just comp you a month. And if you don't, uh, message me, and we'll get we'll get we'll get you all we'll get you all squared, all squared away. So, um, congrats, Antonio, and congrats to Scott. Um, that pretty much that pretty much does it. Rookie wide receiver season. Get on drafters. Promo code Spike. Check out the check out the premium tools on Spike Week. Really do believe that they'll like change, change how you draft and change, um, you know, how, how skillful you are at drafting, how much better teams that you are going to build. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of draft club, maybe with a guest, not, not draft with a twist. We are going to do some more of those. Not yet. No more hot dogs, no more hot sauce. None of that. 
yet. We will be back with more of those, but Monday we'll be back with another draft. It's the heart of draft season. We're going to be cranking out plenty of drafts leading up to the NFL season. Um, Everybody have a wonderful weekend. I will catch you guys later.